We recorded this episode before the world learned of Grant Wall's passing during the Argentina-Netherlands World Cup match on Friday. This news is so hard for all of us. If you're of a certain age, Grant was basically the American soccer writer. The work he did to pave the way for all of us can never be overstated, nor can the compassion, kindness, and support he showed to others. He covered the World Cup bravely in a way so many outlets shied away from and worked tirelessly to open soccer to all of us. His work embodied the spirit of y'all means all. Everyone in the Moon Tower family's hearts are with Grant's friends and family as they work through this tragic loss. The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit fef.law. Hello, friends, and welcome to Swoon Tower Soccer. I'm Stephanie Craniola. And I'm Mike Craniola. And we're all about the boys. Yeah, we got a we got a decent week for y'all. Uh, yeah. It's been a while. Sorry, we were away on vacation. Uh, but here we are. We're back. And we've got a really exciting episode. We're going to cover our social media standouts. We're going to do some lyric subs for next season. And then we have a very special interview. We're so excited. Uh, I think you're really going to love it. It's some World Cup content rather than specifically Austin FC, but it's definitely going to be fun and wild. Yeah. And we tried to squeeze in some Austin FC in there. So let's see how that worked out. But uh, I guess we can start off with uh, social media. And speaking of World Cup, Mm -hmm. uh, our Argentine boys have been busy supporting La Patria. I mean, when we have... So many, what, three? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Three out of a starting 11 is a, a high percentage of uh, Argentinian players. And especially with a team that's so good uh, to watch, it makes sense that they would be so proud and like excited all the time. What are some of your standouts from Seba, Emmy, and Maxi celebrating the World Cup? So I think for me, it was more just the general theme of... Yes, they are our players, right? They are MLS players. They are, Seba is MVP. He is incredible. The best player in the world. And can't make the Argentina national team, right? Yeah. Neither, obviously, can Maxi or or Emmy. And to see them as fans of a, a national team, I think was really exciting for me. It. It reminded me that, I mean, A, they're, they're children still, <laughs> basically. And B, like, they're fans of soccer just as much as we are. Yeah. And so for them to be wearing jerseys and looking up to these national team players was so just wholesome for me. Yeah, super duper stars. They're just like us. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, my favorite part so far has been Emmy Rigoni's new jersey drop for his EML or his esports team. It's so sick. Yeah, if y'all haven't seen it, uh, first of all, <laughs> Emmy Rigoni owns a professional esports team in Argentina. Second of all, they have a new jersey and it's a it's a rip of the Argentine national stripes. It's amazing Mm -hmm. it's so good it's so sleek it's so cool and i just yeah creating your brand around something that you love also just it's great i loved it uh my second favorite thing is the sebastian driussi meeting leo messi story oh god from 2017 oh (laughs) so this week uh maybe it was last week news broke that you know our MVP has met the god of football, Leo Messi, <laughs> and the circumstances surrounding it were amazing. Steph, do you remember how this story went at all? Uh, basically, Messi thought he was a fan. <laughs> yeah. that's, it. that's it. Just thought he was a rando fan. Yeah, one of those dudes who's always hanging around asking for a photo. It's And, you know, to be fair to Messi... I get it. Like there are so many soccer players in Argentina and professional ones. Yeah. And so like to not rec- and and ugh, I don't know. It, it's also funny to me because like looking at Seba, I'm like, ooh, that guy's a star. Looking at Messi, I'm like, ooh, that guy's a dad. <laughs> 
You know, so I would have you know, just yeah, assumed which one anything would be the other way. Right, right, exactly. Which one of these dudes is a guy looking for a picture? Right. <laughs> the one who looks like he should be wearing, you know, calf-high white socks with some beat-up 1980s Nikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mowing like the lawn on a Sunday. Painter's jeans, right? right. Like, still in 2022. Yeah. Uh, I will say that... My favorite part of this whole story was when it came out that Messi and Seba have the same tattoo artist, Mm -hmm. and that's how they knew each other. And, like, Messi (laughs) handled it really well. He posted an apology. Clearly, Seba was probably, like, upset in the moment, but still excited enough to post the picture, and (laughs) he was a fan looking for a picture, right? Like, both things can be true. Yeah, it was amazing. That's my favorite part about our Argentine boys celebrating the World Cup. Yep. Um. a little bit closer to home, though. Yeah. Brad Stuver, King Bradley himself, <laughs> has been extended by the club. Yeah. And with that came an incredible contract extension video. Honestly, even in the off season, the media team is killing it every single time. Every single time. So congratulations to Brad. Obviously, everybody wanted and needed that. And he's clearly happy here. So to see, you know, his his growth from where he came from to Austin FC and how much he's thrived here, it was just nice to see it in a little, you know, two minute. Which part in those two minutes made you cry the most? Oh, all of them. Was it the little boy with the gloves? Listen. Was that when I walked in on you bawling? No, I like bawling is extreme. Okay. I like I would say like I was body heaving, racking no, sobs. No, I was like I was emotional. <laughs> you know, like I had emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of contract extensions, I don't know where this is going. Go on. Hector oh, is back for another year. Yeah. As well. Yeah, that is late breaking news. When he played golf with our very own Moon Tower dad, Jeremiah Bentley, that was not announced yet. And so they weren't talking about that. <laughs> so that's really exciting. It's really, it's, it's great to have so many just good guys coming back. Also underrated hottie. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Hector doesn't get enough love around here. And with a chiseled jaw like that, man, he deserves it. Hector posted a Mumford and Sons quote when they announced their uh, pregnancy. And so i he's just an automatic 10 in my book. <laughs> that Mumford boost. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I guess speaking of boosts is I, the... There's no, there's no transition for <laughs> that's this. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one I'm going with. Uh, Danny Pereira recently helped out with the 4ATX Foundation uh, and Austin FC. And I saw Austin FC's president, Andy Lochnane, in Uvalde to Mm -hmm. help out with uh, opening a new mini pitch down there and playing some games with some of the kids in the in the community. Super cute. So cute. So amazing. Uh, A quote that Austin FC put out about this from Andy was, we hope that the mini pitch will give a very deserving community a new opportunity to experience the joy that soccer can provide and transform the park into a space where young people can play for many years to come. Uh, I love this type of stuff. Uh, Also, I loved that the video that went along with it in all of the social stories was of Danny absolutely clowning children. (laughs) Just brutal, right? Yeah. (laughs) It reminded me, actually, of when, when Diego first came. And there was that video of him playing pickup with the kids, yeah. just like surprising them at a park or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, Ruben tripping his, you know, two-year-old son. <laughs> or, you know, we'll get to this later, our very own Jesse clowning on a child last night <laughs> at the uh, foosball tournament. But uh, yeah. save that for later. Yeah. Massive. You know what? No, let's do it now. <laughs> massive, massive shout out to our very own Jesse Sosa, uh, li- longtime Swoon Tower listener, longtime friend of the show, who last night participated in a foosball tournament at Hop Squad, where he unceremoniously <laughs> smoked a child in this game of foosball, even though the child had the same haircut. <laughs> like this child clearly looked up to Jesse so much. You know what I mean? Like idolize this man. And here he is just 
ruthless in his <laughs> foosball domination. The event was so much fun. It was really great. It was a fundraiser for Partnerships for Children, which is an Austin foundation that helps children and families connected with child protective services, with resources and support. And we are putting the link to donate to them in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Brad so graciously gave his time and terrible foosball skills. Oh, yeah, we didn't even say Brad Stuver was there. We were just talking about Jesse. Jesse was the important one, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Brad. Not sorry. Yeah, also shout out to my boy Aloy for winning. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, so Aloy and I have worked together for almost a decade at this point, and the first time I met him was through Austin FC. <laughs> uh it's wild. It's amazing. And it turns out he's a very good foosball player. You know who is not a very good foosball player, me. Stephanie? Brad Stuver. Yeah, also Brad. That's what me and Brad have in common. It <laughs> might be the one thing me and Brad have in common. So, uh, it's not the only thing. You both have hearts of gold. Oh, thanks. And <laughs> cool partners. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, okay, so yeah. That was, it was, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle that. Uh, it was fun and it was great. And the uh, Partnerships for Children is a really cool organization. So please give them some love and support. I know the transition for this one. Okay. Speaking of children. Stop, my son, my sweet angel baby boy. Uh, so there have been, my favorite social media follow this month has been Rodney back in Paraguay. Because he's just been hanging out with his niece. He's so happy. He's so, so happy. And like, I get it. You know, I got to hang out with my niece a couple weeks ago and it was the best. Benchwarmers, they're just like us. Stop. Don't you dare. <laughs> no, you know I love you? your son. Yeah, you have to. I know, because we're married. <laughs> <laughs> your just... son is my son, too. <laughs> I love Rodney Red Eyes. And all of you can shove it. <laughs> That's the most aggressive I'm ever going to get on this podcast. It's like John Gallagher's polo shirt and anyone being mean to Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Alex Ring's suit. Oh, not but that again. Anyway, <laughs> I have also really enjoyed watching Rodney's stories. Uh, he is very clearly dedicated to his family, his family back home. Yeah. Uh, and it is very sweet to see. So... Uh, hopefully they can come visit if he's here this next season, you know. Um, if. <laughs> well, if. I mean, you know, there's a lot of time between... Do you got a new car sponsorship? <laughs> Speaking of ifs, uh, <laughs> he is driving an Alfa Romeo now. Uh, it's kind of a step up, in my opinion, from the, like, Chevy truck or whatever he hey, had he before. he kicked a ball through that whole truck window. Yeah, and so it makes sense to move to the Alfa with... Much smaller windows to oh, prove yeah. that you level know, up his skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We Maybe need that little, video. Right. Uh, the other video that we did get was mm -hmm. about Diego's dogs. Yeah. I mean, that's not really what it was about, right? No, it was about Diego, but like <laughs> it was super cute to see pictures of him when he was, what, 14? Yeah. With the revs. So funny. And even he was like, I don't know if I could pull that mohawk off again, but I don't know. Go for it, Diego. Diego, you could do it. Don't you could do it. Don't listen to the haters. Silence the haters. Grow a mohawk again. <laughs> if you do it, I'll do it. It's 2022. I just put that out there. If Diego grows a mohawk again, I'll grow my mohawk again. Great. Uh, also, he has a lot of dogs and they're very cute. <laughs> uh, I loved this video because I was following the Revs when he started on that team. Mm -hmm. Originally, we're both from Massachusetts. And so the Revs were the closest MLS club that we had. I was like tangentially into soccer because it's really hard in Massachusetts to be an active revolution supporter right? for uh, many different reasons. But Diego was something that was really exciting for the club to have a homegrown player from actual Massachusetts come into the club and like really transform the energy around it for a little bit was really cool. So I've been saying this since he signed here that, you know, he was going to make a gigantic difference in the mm -hmm. in the culture and the the play style of the team. And I was so glad to be proven right. And that video just kind of like reminded me of how day one ride or die I've been for Diego Fagundes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. That's our that's our social media section. 
We yeah. had quite a bit past couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess that's everything, right? Um, yeah, so now on to our lyric substitution section, where we take <laughs> songs that Lomurga has worked long and hard on and change them. Yeah, we want to... Shove our favorite players in. Yeah, we want to make sure that everyone knows that this is Jessica Luther's idea. <laughs> uh, at Jessica W. Luther on Twitter. Uh, just incredible person, and we couldn't have done this without her. So none of the none of the <laughs> lyrics today have Rodney in, which uh, <laughs> she was very upset. <laughs> but they do. There is um kind of a choose your own adventure for this week. Oh, so we've got some options. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna take my dad's favorite uh, La Murga song, Bella which Ciao. Yeah, and we're gonna change the third line in this. So we've got Somos de Austin. They Austin Tejas, verde black, verde black, verde black, black, black. We're with our friends now, here in our city. We're gonna keep it weird, right? We're with our friends now, Danny Pereira. We're gonna keep right. <laughs> oh sure, and you could do that with any. What is that? Three syllables. Yeah. Danny Pereira. Five We're with syllables. Our now. That's how math works. Emmy Ragoni or <laughs> Hector Jimenez. Sib Adriusi. King Bradley Stuver. Okay, you're gonna take credit for the joke that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I literally was so clever. Yeah, it was incredible. And then you stole it. Yeah. You just, you just, all right, we've got a really exciting interview coming up. Uh, so we're going to take a, a quick break and, and we'll be back. Shout out to Steph for absolutely killing that joke. Yeah. And then Mike for murdering it. <laughs> okay. So we are into our special guest portion of the episode. And y'all may know her as Arrogant MLS Fan or her Twitter handle at XO underscore Glen Coco or by her actual name, Nicole. She's one of our favorite non-Austin FC follows with high quality kit content, thirst inspo, soccer lifestyle stuff. She is practically a one-stop shop for fellow aficionados, especially in the swoon division. Yeah, for sure. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, no. Thank you guys for like reaching out and having me on like... I'm super pumped to to be on the pod. I always am like super honored when um, I get asked <laughs> to be on podcasts because I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just another like Twitter user, Twitter person. So I'm always like, oh my gosh, people like me enough <laughs> to want me on their <laughs> podcast. So it's always like, oh, I'm so honored. We knew we were right to hit you up when like all of our listeners were like, yeah, we got to get her on. Let's go. <laughs> also, this is, I think my favorite of your like content niches is the amount of things you can do with a jersey. The amount yes. of outfits that you can create the with looks. a jersey. It's inspiring and it makes me want to level up my game for next season oh my gosh yeah i you know what it is i've always been even long before i was a soccer fan and everything i've always been really into fashion i think it's a cultural thing honestly because my mom uh, my family's dominican and in dominican culture it's very known to like always dress up and you always want to look your best and my mom is super into fashion and so, like, <laughs> it just kind of passed it down. And so, you know, even if I'm just going to a game or just, like, going somewhere, like, anywhere, I always want to look like – I always want to have a fit put together, you know? Right. So <laughs> Yeah, and what are you – how else are you supposed to rep the team, right? Like Exactly. You got to do both. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if I'm Hell just wearing yeah, jeans, I, I try to match the, like, the vibe of the shirt – with like the wash of the jeans and then I'll like I'll so listen I match things down to like the tiny details like I have a pair of like white keds that have like a thin like a uh, red and blue like stripe on them I'll match it down to those red and blue stripes on on my sneakers because it puts like a whole cohesive look together mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's uh, so good so We've got like the the fashion origin now, right? Uh, so now I want to know what's your soccer fan origin story. So I feel like mine isn't it's not that glamorous, <laughs> but um, it all started um, back and so it, I feel like there's two parts. There's a couple parts to it. So like soccer in general, I got into it back in like 2010 because it was the World Cup going on and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My neighbors 
were at the time there were this Uruguayan family and they were super nice. They would invite us over like for every game. And this was a particularly, I do remember this was a particularly good run for Uruguay. And so they would invite us over for all the games and they would like barbecue and it was so much fun. And it's just like the, the vibe of that. I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. I love this so much. And then after that, I was kind of like a very casual, like watching the World Cup, um, loosely followed AC Milan because my brother would mention them all, all the time because he was really into FIFA, <laughs> like playing the video. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just strong FIFA squad. Yes, strong. And so he would mention that name all the time. I'm like, okay, well, okay, that's going to be my team. Um, and then it wasn't really until I want to say when, I'm trying to think like 20, like 2015, 2016, 2017, like those couple years, my really great friend, Chris, I'm still friends with him to this day. He was like a really, he was like the first ever MLS fan that I ever met. And he was, um, he would go to games. He was like a season ticket holder for a little bit. And he was like, do you want to go to a game? And I'm like, yeah, because the way he talked about it all the time just made it seem like so much fun. And I would go when they used to have, um, what was it? They had those like international friendlies all the time, mm-hmm. like all over the United States. I would go to those like frequently. Um, but then he was like, you know, if you want soccer in the United States to get better, you got to support your local team. Yeah. And so I, was, <laughs> so I was like, you know what, Chris, I'll, I'll go to a game with you. And then that's how it just kind of blew up from there. But funny enough, I didn't get into kit, like kit collecting until about 2020 when the pandemic. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're stuck inside. You got all this money. What am I going to do with exactly. it? I may as well buy old Chicago fire. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly like I get it it just went downhill from there like once you start and again it was actually my friend same friend who got me into the red bulls is the same friend who got me into kit collecting as well because he started a kit collecting like instagram and i was like you know what okay I, i'm like you know what I, maybe I, I should level up my my my, my jersey <laughs> collection <laughs> yeah for our audio only folks uh she is wearing like Straight up, like fire, old school Chicago Fire jersey on the on the pod right now. It. Like she, she came <laughs> dressed for success. It's got the original logo, the good one. Uh, before the crappy rebrand, before the crappy, but better re rebrand. Like <laughs> yeah, I okay. So this was actually I found it randomly on um, Mercari, and like it was like you couldn't have like this is like a long sleeve keeper kit with. Both the MLS patches on it and the old Chicago Fire patch. I'm like, I can't, I can't pass this up. I cannot pass this up. Are keepers your favorites? Honestly, I do tend to like, uh, like I think I, it's just kind of been a trend. I do tend to like keepers, especially if they're really good, you know. <laughs> but because um, I feel like they're a little bit sometimes, I don't want to say underrated. But sometimes I feel like sometimes keepers can kind of be can kind of be like the base players, like they're the base players in the band, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, oh, my God, if you're into keepers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, Austin's got a pretty good one and he's pretty cute. I'm just putting it out there. If you're looking for a new keeper, Brad Stuver is your guy. You know, Uh, you know, when you when the when I was looking at like some of the like questions to go over everything and you were like favorite players and it's like community things they do like community engagement and all that stuff i was like you know stuper's pretty cool in that regard yeah. <laughs> like he, was, he was one of the names that i wrote down because he I, I know that he's very like um does a lot of work in the community and is like very charitable and like i've i have not heard one bad thing about him so i was like let me write him down <laughs> it's a little pandering but we'll take it i think yeah it's true that so the strikers get the flashy moments and your forwards get the flashy moments but like unless you have a day like the world cup today where both matches go to penalty kicks you don't really get those like star turns from keepers that often so they can fly under the radar 
And I know the United States in general, like our, we, we do a pretty good job of producing, um, of producing keepers. And I think that's why I'm always like, they have a special place in my heart. Like, um, I like, I think the reason one of the, besides this being a keeper kit with the old Chicago fire (laughs) logo on it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of the reasons why I wanted to buy it was because it was around the time, when was it? I was, I know it was like last year, but one of my favorite players I loved watching on Chicago Fire uh, was Gaga Slonina before he got moved mm-hmm. to, Ch- before he got bought by Chelsea. And um, like he's, you know, for being how young as he is, he's so like motivated. He's good, obviously. <laughs> he's so motivated. He's so talented. <laughs> and it was genuinely such a joy to watch him. Um, and especially I think the fire is going through such a, like, not great time right yeah, he, now. <laughs> he got a lot of opportunities, right? Uh, to show how good he was. Yes. <laughs> That's how we could say that. Uh, so who are some of your other favorite, favorite players, both on and off the pitch? Um, doesn't have to be Austin FC, obviously, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, it helps. <laughs> um, I had to put, you know, first and foremost, because I wasn't sure if, you, if it was limited to just MLS or if I could do other leagues. Go global. <laughs> We're going, it's a yeah. World Cup it's season. It's a World Cup special. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say, first and foremost, Marcus Rashford. Because, um, yeah. you know, number one, he plays on Manchester United, which is my English Premier League team. But he's also genuinely such a good human being, um, mm-hmm. considering the fact that he practically fed, like, all of, the, all of his country's um, school children during the pandemic and he's I think he's like second in the world or second in the UK for like most charitable um like athletes and that's saying a lot because he's still like he's still relatively young um yeah but again he's just a genuinely good human being um great smile too yes yes he's just I'm just gonna say it you know (laughs) he is he's just like he's just overall he's nice He's tall. Mm-hmm. He's good looking. Like he's <laughs> like a perfect ten, you know. And <laughs> and he has a degree. He ha- like he, <laughs> you can't, literally like tens across the board cannot go wrong here. A man that does both, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> Marcus Rashford. What MBE. a great thing, though. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> um. But then it kind of goes, I feel like I put like two completely like opposites because outside of Mark Rashford being my favorite, I also love, and I'm pretty sure it's in my bio, I love Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And I know that that's yeah. a very spicy take. <laughs> no, it's like the, it, you're covering both ends of the attitude spectrum. Right. Also, in this house, we stand Zlatan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, that, that vibe is a good vibe. When he's on your team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, he was, um, what was it? I just love his, like, because I think sometimes in soccer, I would say particularly, and I think this is kind of an MLS thing, too, is that there's not a lot of personalities, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that probably has to do that we're still a relatively young league. And so whenever there's a personality, I love big personalities, even if they're kind of the villain just in general, I love the villains. And that's why I love Zalatan because he is such a villain. He also plays for AC Milan, which again, another my favorite team. And his time at like with MLS, he was such a terror. <laughs> like he, so fun to watch. He was. And I, I even to this day, you still see people like talking about how much Zlatan pissed them off while he was in MLS. <laughs> like that's a legacy. <laughs> that's exactly. That's a legacy. Uh, like it can't get. Yeah. It can, you can't get any better than that. I love a good villain. Like mm-hmm. they're entertaining to watch, you know? It's funny because in Austin this year, we had uh, Felipe Martins, who everyone across the league, like universally agrees 
terrible monster and also <laughs> fan favorite at the same time, right? Uh, so we're we're on your side. Uh, we were big time Felipe fans. We wish him all the best in Orlando, except when we if we play them, uh, you know. Um, so like we get the villain sign. Uh, we love that guy. I so. love a good villain. Like, <laughs> who was it? There was a guy. He used to be the keeper for um, Real Salt Lake. Oh, mm. Troy. Yeah. yeah. Troy. He was a villain. <laughs> everyone hated him. And I loved him for the very same reason everyone hated him. It was yeah. a villain. Because he's a villain. Like, you, you, you have to understand, like, how you need an insane amount of confidence to get on Instagram Live and say, you know, tell Peppy to give back that award. <laughs> Because it was during the playoff season last year. And it was like, I think Ricardo Pepe had just gotten some award. I think it was, I don't know if it was like from FC Dallas themselves or from the league. But he gotten some award. For best young player or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like some best young player. Where it literally <laughs> after, I think it was after they beat Seattle in pens. And he got on IG live and was like, tell Pepe to give back that award. Like, you know how much confidence you need for that? Like, you know, I can't help but stand. Yeah, yep. for sure. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so before we move on to our World Cup content, you are a uh, a Red Bulls fan. I want to know who your favorite Red Bull player is. Oh, my gosh. That's such a hard, that's a hard question. <laughs> but I think I got to say, I probably, I think it has to be John Tolkien. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Kid's so fun. Yeah, he's he's the young kid on the block. He's like young new kid on the block, but also has a lot of personality. He is another fan favorite, I would say, for the Red Bulls. Like, everyone loves him. And he's fun to watch, and especially him being so young. It's going to be even more fun to watch him grow as a player. And I know that he has – he's definitely one of those players where he's not flashy, um, but you can definitely tell the difference – when he's not playing. Is Aaron Long coming back or no? I don't think he's coming back um, because he's been wanting to go to Europe for a very long time. Or at the very least, I think he's going... It's kind of like the captain's curse where we had Sean Davis <laughs> as captain and he went to Nashville. Um, oh, no. And so I think it's, Aaron's Long's, it's Aaron Long's term time to to, you know, spread his wings and go somewhere else. And... I wouldn't, I'd be sad because he, I feel like he's been a part of our team for so long, <laughs> but I, if I, I'm more so just happy for him to get another opportunity. And I also think if he goes to LA galaxy, he's going to be much closer to home than he is, um, being in New Jersey. Cause he's originally from California. So I'd be happy for him if he goes to like a California team. Yeah, as long as it's a Western conference team, yes. right, you don't mind. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to see like it's going to be difficult now because Nashville S- SC is coming to the back to the Eastern Conference, and now Thank we have God. to. And yeah, <laughs> and now we have to burst for, for us, not for yeah. not for me, because yeah. now we have to. Yep. Because basic, I mean, the joke is is that Nashville SC is like Red Bull 2.0 because they have so many of our old players. <laughs> Um, it's only, only like Ooh. three, um, but it's still funny to say Three's that. a lot. Yeah. Three right. is a lot. Especially considering, you know, <laughs> starting 11, starting 11. Right. They, and they play, the three of them play consistently. So. Yeah. Three's a lot, especially when your club sends everybody to like Europe anyway. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's going to be, it, it's going to be a fun match to play against, uh, to play against Nashville, like Nashville against the Red Bulls. It's going to be fun to watch now. Yeah. All right. Into the good stuff. Are you ready <laughs> yes. for a World Cup? Yes. Okay. Um, so this is this is a hard question. Who are your top three handsome teams? We're just we're we're coming in hot wow, here. Yeah, we are Ooh. just jumping in, jumping in the deep end. <laughs> well, yep. Okay. This is hard because you know there it was yes. like trying to think is I would say number one easily, number one is Iran. Like wow. okay, okay. I said, and I going into going into the World Cup, I was like, they're not, they're not going to make it very far, but they are going to be the team that is the best looking 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of people agreed. I think collectively, yeah, I was going to say collectively as a team, they are all like very attractive. Like they all look like they stopped at the barber shop before coming to the game. The hairline yeah. strong. The, strong. The cut very strong. Was crisp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cuts were crisp. Yeah, I'll give you that. They're my number two. They're my number two overall. And like I think that it not only was their performance surprisingly uh successful, I think that they turned a lot of heads <laughs> in <laughs> like literally uh in the group stages. Is that literal or is that figurative? Literal. I was literally turning my head to watch all of them at the same time. That's true. Your dad's TV is massive. (laughs) It's like I get the binoculars like, can they zoom in on this one dude? My favorite enhance. My favorite moment of every match is the 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 anthems, the national anthems, because we get like good, solid close-ups of every player. All right. Who's your number two, Nicole? I put for me, I put Brazil. Okay. Yes. Uh Brazil, first and foremost. <laughs> I like I think collectively they are very attractive. Um I love the dance celebrations. Yes. Oh. Yeah, the vibes are so right on Brazil for sure. That's why I feel like they're my number two, because I feel like it's they're good looking, but it's also the vibes as well. So that's why I put them at at number two. Okay. Okay. I can respect that. Yeah. Uh, Richarlison is one of my favorite players in the world. Uh, Always has been. Uh, When he was playing with, uh, like, when he was playing with Everton, he was so fun to watch. And then uh, he came to Spurs and, like, uh, he he was being flashy one time. And a bunch of people complained Mm -hmm. about it on the internet. And so he just told them, cry more. And then, like, was just the man about it. And, like, oh, mm-hmm. That energy is like <laughs> perfect. And he's also a good person. Yeah. Outside yes. of the field as well. Like yes. again, another and he's also tall too. <laughs> I think we've hit why you like keepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We're, we're narrowing in on something. Because <laughs> you know what? I I'm five six and I like to wear heels. Um sure. so that puts me at like five ten most days you know mm-hmm. so it's like i like i just like some i just like the tall you know the added is game. your is your third hottest team the netherlands <laughs> uh, no it was it's just you know tall what? kings everywhere for nicole yeah, but but their keeper is like six eight six eight yeah he's a giant like just he's a i was like giant. why is the net so tiny <laughs> just theirs just theirs. All right, who is like, your number three? <laughs> my number three is actually, it's not the Netherlands, surprisingly. It's actually South Korea. <gasps> You've got my heart with Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Even in a Batman mask. Oh. Yes. Yes, because he's, oh, they're just like so, I, they're just so attractive. And like, they're, I, I think collectively, they're just a very attractive team. They all dress very well, too. Like, um, I've seen a lot of their players like in their like pregame, like just like they're just yeah, their pregame like, fits are like on. Also, yes. that attacking band has got to be one of the most attractive attacking bands in yes. like all of world football. So yeah, yes. And I was, you know, I was trying to come up with a, um, I was trying to come up with this like award, kind of like a golden boot, but it's like it's not. You know, golden face. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was gonna say like the golden heartthrob award. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I feel like, and for me, the qualification it's like you know every World Cup, there's always one player that stands out, um, that everyone just kind of freaks out over as like wow this dude's like super hot, and I feel like the goal, if I were to give it to somebody, it would be... Huang Hee-chan? Yes, from, yeah. from South Korea. He, placed, he went from like 40,000 followers on Instagram to like a million overnight. Like Deservedly yes, so. <laughs> yes, deservedly so. I had to turn off his phone because he was just getting so many marriage proposals. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's incredible. He earned them. Yeah, he honestly. did. He did. So he gets my he gets my golden heartthrob award. Like, yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Um, Do Mike. you really, Steph? I feel like you're uh, quiet, seething about not having your your world number one. Listen, I was gonna ask you uh, what your top three were. We'll get we'll get to me. Everyone already knows. It's fine. It's everyone knows. Uh, who are your top three handsome uh, teams? All right. So for me, I think. I think that Iran might be my number one. I think Nicole has a really good point. They're just, it's ridiculous, right? Like every single Iranian player could have just, if they didn't go to Qatar, they could have gone to Milan and gotten modeling (laughs) contracts and become just as rich and just as famous in just as short a time. I'm just saying every single one of them uh, off the pitch into magazines that's it okay all right who's your number two uh you know i have a very soft spot for my uh adopted country of residence one day maybe uh in spain i don't i i was like italy didn't make the world cup mike (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i'm only using italy as a jumping jumping path to uh to where i want to go yeah yeah yeah. uh (laughs) look i've thought alvaro morata has been cute forever uh i think marco asensio is unreal and like just in general that team is i mean they're pretty damn good looking right carlos soler plays for that team uh danny olmo reminds me a lot of some of our cute austin fc boys he reminds me a lot of like a John Kulmanich or Tommy Polk situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that like, oh, it's almost like uh, what we have at home, you know? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so I like that. Uh, so Spain is my number two. Okay. And your number three? Go yeah, ahead. yeah. What's your what's your take on, on ranking Spain so high, Nicole? I feel like... You know, for some reason, I don't feel like Spain particularly stood out to me. I um, think Spain is a lot more uh, hit and miss. You yes. know what I mean? Than some of the teams. Some of the teams, like, you're like, oh, no, every single one of those men um, come home. Uh, but like, <laughs> Spain is like, you know what? Uh, maybe you stay. Uh, <laughs> and so I But I can that. see it. I can see it. Like, they're not... Like, they are an attractive team. Like, they are an attractive team. Yeah, it's not like we're dealing with, you know, the Houston Dynamo or whatever. Uh, And then... (laughs) The the shade. (laughs) Catching strays out here. And then my... Hey, you actually used it right this time. I know, and... Yep. (laughs) My third team uh, in this World Cup for attractiveness is France. I think they've got a member of the team for every every person, right? Oh, you want um, you want like fake Jared Leto from Thirty Seconds to Mars? You know, you've got more uh, handsome. <laughs> you've got Antoine Griezmann, right? Uh, if you want an underwear model who also scores goals with every part of his body, you have Olivier Giroud, right? If can you, you know, are, can't you just save this? Can you just <laughs> save your explanation? Sure. You know what? You're right. Ask me who mine are. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So my third place, (laughs) my third place team uh, is actually Senegal. Um, Great pick. Senegal has some faces and some bodies that more people should be looking at. Um, They're just all like 10 10 out of 10. Yes, please. Second place, Iran. I think that's as the most consistent kind of uh, team on our all three of our lists. We've yeah. already been there. First place team. It's just it's just France. It's just it's <laughs> always been France. And I tell people who question that choice just to to look at Mike and who I'm married to and how <laughs> much more French can you get in a face um, <laughs> without being French at all. I'm like the wish version of a Frenchman, right? Like. I'm I'm the bad version of we've got French at home. Uh, <laughs> just so we're all clear. Uh, that's what happens when you are French Canadian is you're like the worst parts, right? Uh, <laughs> no, stop. Um, oh, my God. I mean, it's Giroux. 
is just the most handsome, which is why when you said, you know, is that okay, golden heartthrob, because I think that everyone just knows Giroux is handsome. That's not like a new thing. And so exactly. we're not like, we're not discovering anything new in this World Cup. We know Olivier Giroud is handsome football. Um, it's like death taxes, Giroud yeah. being handsome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then you've got Hugo, who perpetually confused, sweet, surprised, eternal uh, eyebrows, Larice. <laughs> What's not to love about his face? And then we've got Kylian Mbappe. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, right. Uh, this podcast is just me wildly gesturing uh, <laughs> just, for an audio-only medium. And just <laughs> waving my hands around. Um, that's my argument for France. <laughs> you know who is really attractive? I think is really attractive on the France national team squad? Um, Teo Hernandez. I was going to say both of the Hernandez brothers. Uh, yes. Like- Yes, mm-hmm. you know, yes. tad yes. just completely tatted. That's honestly kind of like that's my weakness. Like, just co- completely tatted, and I'm like a puddle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who gave you the right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a really good looking team, and like yeah. the fact that they only brought. Everyone's like, ooh, they only brought 25 out of their allotted 26 because they're so good. And I'm looking at it like that's one more handsome boy that they could have brought to the world stage. And you you took that away from us. <laughs> How dare you? Speaking of taking it away from us, uh, FIFA oh has once again refused to allow our rule of shirts versus skins in the World Cup. So I want to talk about kits. I yes. want to talk about uh, top three favorite kits of the tourney, and we'll make this one oh a little gosh. quicker than our handsome uh, handsome teams because you know teams we got to talk about twenty six dudes, shirts we got to talk about two maybe three at the most, and so uh, I will go last because I made an exhaustive list and I won't oh duplicate anyone's. And so, uh, <laughs> Steph, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, Mexico, Ghana, Germany, Korea. That's four. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I couldn't. I mean. There are just too many good ones. Right. South Korea's away kit, that like blue with the, the, the ti- not tie dye, um, almost like graffiti like- stripes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, one that, the one that looks like an MLS like league wide warm up shirt. Yeah. You put that on your list? Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's a choice. And I love a choice. I love a choice as long as it's not Belgium. Repping Guy Fieri out there, hard pass, no thank you. Wow. <laughs> Nicole! <laughs> it's like, Flavor Town is in UEFA. Oh. That's what I've learned. <laughs> I have to say, for me, it was hard. So, um, I do have, I have an honorable mention, just because it is a pre-match uh, training mm. kit, but it's the South Korea home. I mean, both are great, but for me, I like the home better. Uh, Japan, and then... Um, Brazil home and away. And then honorable mention okay. to Ecuador's Ecuador's pre-match uh, warm-up warm kits. Because if you haven't seen them, they are fantastic. Yes. Uh, I, really, I really was surprised at the creativity in the pre-match warm-up kits just across the board. Because some of the some of the jerseys we won't name names of of uh, maybe United set of states, uh, but really went super safe on their jerseys, and then came out with these warm up kits that I'm like, oh, that's you have some something interesting in you. Yeah, it's like you could have done, you could have gone more interesting. You could have just done that. Just- Right. right, just wear the warm up kit. It was so much better. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna yell about it too much. I already started. Oh. I'm so. I was oh, so. I for me, I completely loved the fact that Japan um, worked in like in coordination with the people who wrote the manga Blue Lock and oh, to make sick, the really? jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the jerseys that they wear in Blue Lock. It's the same jerseys that they're wearing. And it was so cool. And I was like, I like I've never seen something like that 
happened before where it's based yeah. off of some like some that media. is so sick yeah that is amazing that's really cool and the great thing about the the anime is that it's the whole anime is based off of like japan <laughs> losing in the world cup Oh, no. And so they essentially create this like secret operation to train like the best striker in the world so they can win the World <laughs> Cup. That's incredible. That's really fun. Uh, okay, so we've mentioned Mexico. Uh, obviously, I think Mexico always has the number one best shirt, basically every single time. <laughs> and so I won't mention them. Okay. But... Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Senegal's shirt. Mm-hmm. I love like a V stripey uh, design across the chest. I think that looks so cool every time a team does it. Uh, and Senegal's was the best one this year. I also want to give a shout out to Denmark's shirts. Uh, the statement that they made with their shirts mm. is just exactly what i was hoping to see from more teams and more outlets during the world cup and you know we didn't get that and so i want to give the the appreciation where it did happen uh i want to call that out yeah absolutely and then my last pick is tunisia and i know it's like an outside pick but tunisia's shirt Gave me such Mexico '98 vibes with like the Mayan or the the Aztec calendar that the that the Mexican shirt did, but like for Tunisia, and it just is so cool looking and like to me was a throwback. Even though I don't know if Tunisia and Mexico have anything in common other than uh, both being like uh colonized by Spain at different points, you know. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, but like. That shirt is sick as hell. And yeah. so, yeah, those are my those are my three picks because everybody else mentioned all the other ones that uh, <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. I do want to give another secret special shout out to the Belgian white shirt that they didn't get to wear because it had the word love and a rainbow on the back of the the neck. And FIFA said no because Qatar said no. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so we had to deal with those crappy Gifieri shirts a uh, hundred times more. Than Did we you just would've... call him Gifieri? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gifieri. Gif- yeah, that's the, the <laughs> Belgian version of Gifieri. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. All right. Um, who do you hope wins the World Cup? Ooh, good question. Ooh, um... Well, I was really hoping for Brazil to win, mm. but now yeah, they're... Yeah, number two on your on your list. Yeah, now they're out. So, um, honestly, it's hard, right? Because, you know, you don't... I don't want it to go home, but I want Marcus <laughs> Rashford happy. Yes! <laughs> sure. So... You know, if England, it would be nice to see, like, it would be nice to see Marcus Rashford be a part of a, um, like, a World Cup winning team. For the underdog, I would always root for the underdog. Would love to see Morocco win. Mm. Um, but then, but if all else fails, you know, France, because uh, Giroud and Teo, who both <laughs> play for AC Milan, are on there. I feel like that's that's at the point I'm at in the World Cup, right? Where it's like, okay, okay as long as you have players from teams that I like, <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for you because you know that's my club interests at this point. Sure. Yeah. Besides Morocco, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it'll be. I do I do have a feeling that it, it's gonna be Argentina, like. That's the feeling that I have. I feel like that's it's going to be Argentina. That's your actual prediction? Yeah, that's my actual okay. prediction. I, I feel like it's going to be Argentina. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I have like a, just a feeling that's going to be that. Yeah. That's my heart pick, honestly. My ideal situation is that Morocco wins on Saturday and France beats England. Ouch. And I then, have I have one bracket with France winning the whole thing and one bracket with England winning the whole thing, so I can't really I can't really speak. <laughs> and then I want Morocco to beat France, and then I want Argentina to beat Morocco, just for Messi. Okay. But I will also accept 
Messi's Argentina crushing Ronaldo's Por- Portugal because he has to be on the pitch because he's got that big of an ego. I would love that. In my like in my heart of hearts, right? The mm-hmm. the absolute Schadenfreude of like watching Ronaldo just get owned by Argentina because he refuses to admit that he's cooked. Mm. Yes. That would be such <laughs> that would be the matchup for the ages, right? Because mm-hmm. it would literally be it would be Messi versus Ronaldo, which is like every, like, yeah, you know, every, like that's the that's the World Cup final for every person who has a player as their Twitter Avi. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's for them. Oh my god! And then we can really, we can then we can really get the, we can really get the Ronaldo versus Messi like greatest of all time. Like mm-hmm. actual debate game settled. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. We could actually get it settled. Yeah. Yeah. Any other um World Cup thoughts that you've got? Um, I don't, I feel like this has been one of the most um interesting, like in terms of like craziness yeah. of it. Um, I mean, for me, the I only really have like solid recollection of like 2010, like starting in 2010. So that's that's my frame of reference. But at least I would say in in, in my time, my time that I've been wa- like seriously watching, um, it's definitely been the most. Um, it's it's been the, the craziest. Yeah. I also, I think what's interesting about it being 20 having a World Cup in 2022 is that there's there's more mediums for mm. people to like connect and create things and so i feel like i'm seeing people who normally aren't really into soccer like talk about soccer Mm -hmm. um so i think just like on a on a on a global reach part of it you know this is the biggest the biggest tournament in the world but this one just this one feels like more just more connected by virtue of the technology that we have now that's a really good point yeah, the amount of I mean we listened to from COVID to Qatar. Yep. The uh the story of the US men's team's journey from uh failing to qualify in 2018 through through to this World Cup. Yeah, and I was just so pumped and to be able to have podcasts that before, during and after can give us all of the extra information like who's the most handsome team in the World Cup, the important <laughs> stuff, the dirt, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, I think that's a really, really great point that there just is this massive influx of new media that we can consume. Yeah, uh, super cool, super cool. And it's so fun to see Americans like getting into it at the same level that the rest of the world. Yes, is, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's finally happening. And I know, listen, I know people will get on American soccer fans for being cringy, for being weird, and people are like, "Oh, that's why no one likes us because we're, we're we're our fans are so cringy and weird." Listen, if 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 they're cringy and weird, I'm cringy and weird, and I'm proud of being cringy yes. and weird because I'm proud to support my national team. And if that makes me cringy and weird, then so I'll be it. I'm cringy and weird. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. I. And behind that 100% because, and there's so, there's so much from like fan base to fan base. We see it in MLS. We see it in the Premier League. We see it everywhere in soccer that fan bases are judging other fan bases. And it's like, if they're in it and having fun and being good people while they're doing it, yeah, let them wear their cryptid costumes and let them do whatever <laughs> things like just let yeah. them do it because it's just supporting the sport and it's creating more of an uh, more of an accessibility and approachability for new fans to to start coming in. Yeah. The only thing I'm judging fans on is if you're being a ding dong uh, <laughs> or if you just like aren't showing up. Right. Uh, those are the two things that as fans we can do. And so let's do them. Exactly. <laughs> OK, uh, this next section is a rapid fire question section that normally we we tailor around specifically our Austin FC boys. Obviously, Nicole, you uh, may not be f- as familiar uh, <laughs> with our gentlemen as you might be other MLS gentlemen. And so that's okay. 
Before we get into it, I do want to show you a photo just so that you have it in your mind, because one of our questions is, what is your favorite pose in the picture? And now... I was like, she doesn't know what the picture is, Mike. <laughs> yeah, and I said, that's okay, because I will show her the picture. Oh my gosh. Our boys started a lot taking... going on. Yeah, right? there is. <laughs> Our boys started taking locker room photos after wins. Uh, after in, road wins, yeah. At, in, yeah, yeah, in the, uh, the like, home team stadium when they were on the road. And so, as voted upon by a subset of the Los Verdes supporters group and Austin FC supporters group, that subset being the Handsome Boys Football Modeling Club group, this is one of the favorite pictures of the past season. And so um, while we ask you our rapid fire questions, I just want you to have this photo in your mind. And so we're going to keep this one up in our it. Zoom screen. I just want to say, first and foremost, who is number 31 with the little... <laughs> with the salt and pepper. Dude, I... Mm, yep. Yeah, that's Andrew Tarbell. That's all I wanted. And Nicole, I will blow your mind by telling you that he is our backup keeper. <laughs> See, I <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, Nicole has a type. <laughs> keeper is just, if you're a keeper, that's, that's you're what I You're a keeper. Yes. <laughs> if, you're a key, if you're a keeper, you're a keeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay. Are you ready to get started on these rapid yes. fires? <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. Who has the best smile in MLS? Uh, Yimi Chara from uh, Portland Timbers. Nice. Okay. Who has the best fashion sense in MLS? Ooh, that's hard. It's going to be... It's going to be DeAndre Yedlin, Paul Areola, and Junior Urso. Paul Areola, really? Yeah, have you not seen his fits? Homeboy is a high He lives in the suburbs. Anyway, next. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who would you run through a wall for? Um, honestly, the entirety of the RSL team, uh, particularly <laughs> Justin Glad. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, we're at it. Whose pose in the picture is your favorite? Honestly, the guy in the corner going like this. Yeah, really that's hey, Seba Driussi, like, MVP. That's <laughs> like, our MVP, Sebastian Driussi. Just, I know he's like, that, Yeah, he's ready to fight. So exactly. in this match, uh, the the one he has his hands up to got a black eye, um, got hit in the face in the middle of the match, got a black eye. And so that was the inspiration behind the boxing pose. Yeah, Seba's taking credit <laughs> for John Gallagher's black eye here. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Right. Panera mac and cheese bread bowl. Yes or no? I'm saying yes. I love carbs. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So next one is, so you know in uh, in soccer, pre-match, the boys all carry these little bags, right? These little toiletry bags. Nobody yes. knows what's in them because no one will tell us <laughs> what's in yours. Ooh, um, I'm a type A person, uh, Virgo. So I always like to be prepared at any given moment. So I'm having makeup wipes, my mm. phone charger, um, a brow pencil, because I always do my eyebrows um, when I'm wearing makeup. So I want I want to make sure my eyebrows always yeah, up on yeah. point. Uh, liquid liner, because again, I want to be able to touch it up, look on point. Uh, bobby pins and safety mm. pins, because, you know, you don't have you to... You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Um, <laughs> two two red lipsticks just in case I get tired of one or the other and I want a choice. And then a Nutrigram bar just because you always want to have a snack with you anywhere you go. I want to travel with Nicole. Right? <laughs> I feel never, like I need that. Also, I'm stealing the hell out of you never need to get ready if, if you, you stay, stay ready. ready. Yep. All right. And our last question who is the mls man of your jersey your number one favorite player 
the one who has your heart and your soul and the money that you would choose to customize the jersey for. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with Red Bull's like number one fan favorite club legend, Bradley Wright Phillips. Nice. Nice. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah, no we had problem. so much fun. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, at XO underscore Glenn Coco. Um, if you want to see uh, some funny soccer jokes and takes and soccer kit fits, <laughs> follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Massive thank you again to Nicole for coming on and chatting all things World Cup, soccer, and swoon. So, so much fun. Thank you again. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, etc. Also, I don't know if y'all heard on Moon Tower, but the Patreon is getting ready to do their refresh on the merch items that you can get as gifts for being financial supporters of the show so make sure to check out patreon.com slash moon tower soccer maybe yep moon tower soccer i have to say that getting the patreon swag bundle last year is the greatest payoff of an internet joke that i have ever experienced in my life what is that listen next time and find out 